Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What the deal is, we're back. A week vacation, which was well-earned, gotta say. Welcome to Back to the Classics, the cinematic movie podcast that takes you back to the iconic films of 20 years ago. I am your guy, Jay Alonzo. Welcome back. I miss y'all. I honestly miss y'all. I was going to do a whole other show, but I figured, you know, with um, uh, How to Be a Player coming out kind of late that Monday, and I kind of deserved a chill session. I figured y'all can sit down for a little bit. But I am back with a whole nother one that you guys are going to enjoy. And I can, I can only do it with a very special guest of mine. I've been trying to get this brother on this show for the longest <laughs> time, but he be busy. He be busy. But we made it happen. He's finally here. Y'all make some noise for Las Vegas DJ, personality, creative genius. <laughs> the man is putting his mark on all that shit. Make some noise for my guy, DJ O'Measy. What's up, bro? What's good? You finally made it, man. Finally, man. We've been Jeez. talking about this for months, for months, months, months. I feel like I feel like when we finally had locked in on a movie, I was like, cool. So I figured, you know, August, but this is like April. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you this know what I'm saying? Ago. I figured we had time to like, you know, gear up to it, but at the same time I was like, well, fuck it. He's there. Whatever, yeah. we got it done. So, you know, so first of all, um, for those who don't know, I've known Omizi since way back. Man. We're talking like ten years. Ten plus, years ago. Yeah. And so when I um, had left uh, Vegas, uh, not so long after high school, maybe a year or two after high school, uh, I went I went back home to L.A. And when I left L.A., well, when I left Vegas, Omizi wasn't Omizi who he is now. All right, he was he was a you know part of the uh, the party cruise we were doing back then, and him and his crew, shout out to Circle Up, had one of the flyest flyest shits going on yeah. at that time. Some of the baddest girlies. You know what I mean, and and they they already had a a, a popping popping name for themselves. You know what I'm saying. So then I come back to Las Vegas, and now I'm seeing this nigga picture on <laughs> Las Vegas Weekly and uh, 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 performing tonight at Foundation Room yeah, and performing man. tonight at yada yada. Yeah. Like this nigga's moving. Got to man, it's mandatory. So so. Before we get into uh, why we're here today, I got to get into the nitty gritty about how you became DJ O'Measy. Not just a dude with a turntable and a mic. Right, right, right. We're talking about this cat has been, you've been opening up for cats. Yeah, yeah. I think one time you had like a whole week schedule to where like yeah, it was like yeah, a birthday yeah, week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a whole week schedule, bro. I wish Absolutely. I could do bad class five days a week, Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tiring, though, man. It's overwhelming at times, but uh, I mean, it could be the other way around. You know, I couldn't have any of this stuff in. Word. You know, not be here. So I can't complain, man. It's cool. Word up. It's so cool. so tell tell me back to the time when you got bit by that that DJ bug. What inspired you? Oh man, I actually went to um I went to Houston mm-hmm. and um I got a chance to hear Biz Marquis DJ. And it was Shout just, out to Biz. Yeah, and it was just a lot of it was just a lot of um African Americans having a good time, man. So just to see the music that he was able to play that we don't get out here in Vegas, mm-hmm. I, I was inspired. Like, I'm about to go back to Vegas, and I'm going to do this if ain't nobody else going to do it. Right. You know, so that's basically what inspired me to DJ, man. A trip to Houston, uh, just to see some culture, you know, uh, something that, that we 
we kind of like lack in Vegas. So I tried to bring it here, you know. So what do you think is the uh, that missing link that Vegas we 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 need? I feel like you know at this point now you know we we grew up out here, so I figure right. I figure with um. You know where we are today, as far as you know, what over the top got going on, mm-hmm. and what Circle Up got going on mm-hmm. with you personally as a DJ has have going on. I feel like the culture is now starting to come around to the city. Mm-hmm. However, it almost feels like we're still missing something, like a key something. Right. When you say Las Vegas, you yeah. think of the Strip. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's 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 different things, man. When when you break down culture in Las Vegas, for one, it's not a lot of us here in Vegas, so. For us to be competing against each other, we already it's it's a it's a loss automatically. Right. You know, um And I said that on the last episode too. Yeah, and and like <laughs> basically, man, it's 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 the environment that we're in, man. Like Vegas is a city built on competition, not support. You know, like right. it's a, it's about, you know, who's it's a dog eat dog city, you know. Right, right, right. So not only that, man, it's it's um it's also a lot of people here who aren't from Vegas. So you're throwing all these people who have different ways of life. In one pot, and you want it to work, and it's just really, it's really difficult, you know. Mm. So, uh, taking it back to uh, when you first got on the on, on the turntables, mm-hmm. and you really began to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first thing first is how do, how do you know the the crowd is with you? I remember um, not so long ago, you was uh, dev dropping a few mixtapes, right? And uh, I remember one in particular. Which I thought you made for me personally. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I think when it dropped, I was still, I was still in, in, in LA at the time. Okay. But I remember um, you dropped the uh, Henny music. Oh, yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Henny Cat, like myself, yeah, yeah. you know, we're going to uh, open up that tape and judge it through yeah, and through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, top. so if you know Henny, off top, off top you know yeah. some Henny, you know yeah, what I mean? Man. So I remember I popped it in. And uh, and it was the perfect day because I was literally on my way to a beach party, mm. right? So I figure, all right, well, look, if Omi's gonna give me something called Henny Music, yeah, let's see how this runs in the city. So I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I was driving, I was on a 405 going to the uh, Venice Beach for a little beach party or whatever. Mm. It's almost like it's the soundtrack to the day. Yeah, man. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that being said, how do you know when the crowd is? It's really rocking, you know what I mean? Like, cause obviously, the next song is the most important thing. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Um, man, it's it's basically, I come in there and I try to please the women, dude. I feel like if the women are happy, the men have no choice but to be right. happy. You know, if they're moving, yeah, everybody's exactly. moving. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. I, I try to make sure. And when I first started DJing, I didn't really know about like the science of DJing and and formatting. And I used to just want to come in and play music that I liked, you know. But now it's to a point to where I come in and I play like fun music and I play music that I know women are going to dance and they're going to want to sing with their friends, you know, to the, to these songs. So right. um, I just find those few, few girls, man, that I see with the energy and I just make sure that I can keep them dancing all night because they're kind of like the life of the party. They'll keep everybody following. This is a movie show, but I got to ask, you know, somebody else how they feel about the current set of hip hop. Okay. Right now, with the current state of hip hop, I'm talking about you know they hate when we, when we use the term mumble rap, mm-hmm. but let's just call it what it is. Okay. You don't know what the fuck they're saying, right? 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. But we look at cats like a like a little Yachty or a Uzi or um, Kodak Black, all that shit. How do you feel about the current state of hip hop? And obviously, you know what you know. You're gonna play what's popular. You're gonna play with what. You know the crowd wants to hear it. Right, you know right. the crowd's gonna you know gonna want to rock to. Right. But as a personal fan of the music, where are you? Like, how how do you truly do feel about? Um, from my heart, I think music is is it could be a lot better right now. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that we struggle with in our generation is accepting change and knowing that change is is definitely coming in music, man. It's it's really about the kids, man. So right. like that's what the kids like. They're the ones that still actually paying for the music, man. So, right. uh, more power to them, man. You know, I, I, <laughs> I just, I, I'm just starting to accept like this is what music is is turning into. You know, right. like this right, is right. what the kids like. So, I, you, when the, the the kids are the are the number one supporters in in anything. They'll let you know if you got something good or not. Word up. You know, so, um, it's really not much I can say, man. Like I. I don't prefer to listen to it on my spare time. Yeah, that's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was, like, so yeah, I, I, want you, I want you to say fuck yeah. them. But. So yeah, so I really, <laughs> I really, I really, I gotta be politically correct. I feel you. So I, feel I, you. I really, um, I listen to trap music, man. Um, mm-hmm. 
I listen to some mumble rap, like if it's like Twenty One Savage, because mm. I like his production. I think I think his music is well put together. Bitch. Um, I think Lil Uzi is good on features. Mm. I probably wouldn't listen to a Lil Uzi album, being honest. Kodak Black's first um, project, I think it was dope. I did. I liked it. I just, he just reminded me so much of like, like Lil Boosie, you know, like right. a Lil Boosie. So, all in all, man. <laughs> this world is getting crazier, man, by the day. So I mean, oh yeah, it's, it's I like, mean, it all. It's like it's it only makes sense, you know. Like nobody, at this point, yeah, yeah. And then like on the other side of it, you have people like Kendrick Lamar, J Cole. You know, they're dope. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, man. But like, music has turned into so much about the beat. Everybody don't want to just learn a lesson on every single song, man. So it's. It's tough. It's well, really tough. I, I, I kind of feel like that's almost like the you know pros and cons to where we are now because you know how you mentioned you know the Kendricks and the Coles. Mm-hmm. You know those are my guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like one song from Kodak. Right. One song from 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 uh, maybe Uzi. Yeah. Uh, I, I do no no Yachty. Yeah. Sorry. I, I don't just, listen to Yachty. I, I do no Yachty at all. But I, I definitely understand when you say that you know it, you know it's hip hop will always be a young man's game. Mm-hmm. However, you know, while you have the those sets over there, we still have the Kendricks, the Coles, yeah, yeah. The, if you want to put them in there, Drake, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Childish, and, and all yeah. those cats. And so for me, I feel like that's when our age truly does begin to show because yeah. um, when it comes to, especially Kendrick, mm-hmm. Kendrick is a dude who I can listen to and literally hear my life story right. when he's spinning back to right, me. You right. know what I'm saying? Never met him in my life. Right. But, you know, coming up in L.A., He's from Compton. Right. We can relate. I can't relate to shit y'all got to say. Yeah, nothing at all. Like, I, nothing. I, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> but, I agree. I, but I, you know, I kind of feel like maybe I'm almost becoming the old dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I told the story a while back. I went to a, a party uh, for New Year's um, of this year, New Year's this year. Mm-hmm. And I went to a party. And, you know, it was cool. Remember, like, back in the day when, when we was kicking it? You go to a party and you were the young cat in the party. So yeah, all yeah, the attention yeah. was kind of on right, you right, right. as far as the women is concerned. Yes, then when, and the older cats walked in there. I was like, "Oh, right, right, right. It's not for you." Yeah, I have now become that older yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. I'm like, damn. I'm, I'm kind of at my least. Nine thirty. Shit, I gotta get home. Man, <laughs> that's how it is, man. Just I don't know. I'm about, I'm about to turn thirty, man. I feel like I feel like I've reached like a midlife crisis at times, man. Because I'm right. like, damn, I'm really about to be thirty, like. And it's different. Like at thirty, we know we got kids. I got a kid too, so it's like. <clears throat> You know, when you you viewing life at thirty, first of all, I didn't think I'd get this far. Right. And then, uh, you know, when you look at your young, it's like, damn, I'm really about to be thirty. Right. Shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got you got trade in the bike for the right. uh, for the minivan. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. But uh, but but without a doubt though, um, I feel like uh, what we're doing, uh, what we're doing, what you're doing mm-hmm. is definitely uh, putting the uh, the mold on what Las Vegas is getting ready to become. Oh yes. You know, with definitely. the uh, the Raiders coming out here. Definitely. Uh, uh, and I'm pretty pretty sure once the you know Raiders get popping, the NBA oh, yeah. team will follow. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so let me ask you this: So now that you are where you are, mm-hmm. what's next for you? Like, where are you trying to go? Oh man, for um, you and for Circle Up. Well, basically, um, Circle Up is still is still there, man. I feel like I was able to to get further when I took so much energy out of the group mm-hmm. and I put it into myself as the brand so right right um and then like like it was it was just really tough with circle up because everybody's doing their own thing so i don't want to have everybody just pushing parties you know when i got i got basketball players in my crew i got graphic designers in my crew so you know everybody does what they do you know and we just support each other the best way that we could um i just had to start pushing myself a little a little more you know um but as far as what's next for me man i'm I'm just trying to diversify my following, man. That's like my biggest thing. I don't hip hop is cool, man. I love playing hip hop, but I love playing new hip hop. But at the same time, I like playing fun hip hop too. I like to play a lot of old classics, right? You know that right. that women can sing to, man. So I right. just try to diversify, whether it be older, young, or black or white. I just like to play a lot of fun music, you know. Okay. So so what, what another mixtape, man? We're we gonna get a uh, Henny oh, music. Oh man, I was thinking about that. Volume today. ten. What was going on? <laughs> So basically, man, when I so this is how the the Henny music um, mixtape started, man. Um, this was when I was single, no kids. Mm. Um, I would literally be drinking Hennessy while I'm making these mixtapes, like, right? And that's right. where I got my feeling from. Is there a better inspiration? Not at all. Not at <laughs> all, man. That's that. It's no better feeling. Oh man. But um, 
I used to just make these mixtapes really live, man. And like, if I mess up, I got to start all the way over. And these right. are like 45, 50 minute mixtapes, you know? So, right. so now I've, um, I've kind of dabbled into into producing a little bit. So I'm able to actually go in and cut and edit my mixtape. So I'm just able to just be a little smarter, you know, about it. So I can't just jump and just get a mixtape out in a day, man, like I used to. It, it takes me at least a week. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, I'm about to actually get on a mixtape, man. It's been too long. I haven't, I haven't dropped a mixtape in about maybe four or five months. So, man, I'm man. gonna get to it, man. I've just been so busy, man. But that's that's no excuse. That's, you know? that's no thing, excuse. Though, man. Yeah, as long yeah. you stay busy, man. Yeah. It's that's that's just what it is. So I'm, I'm calling you. You know, I'm, I'm putting okay. together my 30th birthday party as okay. we speak. Okay. So you know, I'm calling you first. Let's get to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting your name on a flyer and all that shit. Let's you get know? to it. I need that for credibility. Let's you know what I mean? It. So let's get to it. <laughs> Before we get into two minutes drill, go ahead and plug your stamp one time. Plug you. Let's talk about Omizi. Plug you real quick. Man, DJ Omizi from Sin City, Las Vegas. Instagram at DJ O-M-E-E-Z-Y. Twitter at DJ underscore O-M-E-E-Z-Y. Facebook backslash DJ O-M-E-E-Z-Y. Or you can go to www.djomizi.com. Word, word, word. And uh, you heard it here first. Omizi is that man, okay? Don't play with him, all right? It's serious out here, okay? And I'm not saying this as like we're, we're just talking. This is, but no, this is, this is going back. Omizi's that guy, okay? I try, man. I try. I'm man. telling you, you open up, open up a Las Vegas Weekly somewhere and tell me you'll see that man's name somewhere in that motherfucker. Man. That's a blessing, man. That's tough. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into two-minute drill. Okay. All right, so you know how two-minute drill works. Yeah. Right, we're going to go back and forth and kick it off. Now, usually, whoever is sitting on the other side of me, Okay. Whoever's on that mic, okay. they try to knock me off my shit. Okay, okay? I'm, I'm one of those those uh, those quiz giving dudes where I go detailed. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And plus, with this particular movie, I figure, you know, we should be good to go. All right, so let's kick it off. Two minutes drill with my Wait, guy. Do I, am I asking all the questions? Or are you asking? We're, we're gonna we go back and forth. Go, okay, we're, we're okay. gonna go back and forth. So I kick up. You know, first one to you. Okay, you know, you get you get about four seconds to answer it. Okay, and then of course you get to earn. If you get it, you know, if you get okay. it right, get the ding. Okay. All right. So let's kick it off. Two minute drill. DJ Omizi, starting now. According to Franklin, how many hoes did he have when he got arrested? Oh man. Four, oh, I don't three, know. I don't two, got it. One. <clears throat> uh, that's uh five, by the way. Okay. Five is fine as hoes. Okay. Um what nightclub was stamped on his hand? Um, a European nightclub. Um, Red Camel. Damn, Red Camel. Hey, hey, I do this, man. Uh, where did Aaron shoot Baby Bruh? Location and location. At MacArthur Park, and he got shot in the ass. Yes, Everybody sir. In the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is, I feel like my questions are easy now. What channel did James work for? Was it channel 10? No. It wasn't channel 10? No. Damn. It's channel 12 news. Oh, see, oh, all right. Okay. So that's uh, that's two for me and one for you. We got 50 seconds. Uh, who plays Carmine? Carmine, Carmine, Carmine. Oh man, I want to say it's the dude that pulled him at the car wash, but mm -hmm. I don't think is that who it is. That, that's okay, who it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to catch his name, man, but I couldn't catch the pronunciation of it. Three, two, one. Damien Chapa, that's the name. Oh. Blood in, blood out. One time. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, we got uh, twenty-five seconds. All right. What was the? This is so easy. What was the name <laughs> of the special week at the news station? The special week. Yep. Sweeps week? Sweeps week. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. One more, one more. Okay. Uh, uh, how much are the diamonds worth? $15 million. Hey, we in there. We in there. Two minutes drill. Once again, I'm still the man. You know what I'm saying? Holding it down. <laughs> so if you don't know what, what movie we're talking about today, we're taking it back to 1997. Damn, 1997. Yeah, man. Boys was 10? I was, 90, I was 9. Yeah, I was 9 turning 10 sure. that year. So we're taking it back to Money Talks. Damn, this is a good movie. 
Uh, original release day, August 22nd, 1997. Shares opening weekend with Masterminds, G.I. Jane, hmm. Mimic, and Leave It to Beaver. That was a popping ass little movie weekend. It's just crazy, man, yeah. to think that that was 20 years ago, man. And Shit. like those four plus Money Talks all in the same weekend. Right, that's tough. That's a cool little classics, weekend, actually. Yeah, that was classics. Um, budget was $25 million. Uh, box office total was $78.4 million. Mm. All right. Now, this is what I don't agree with. This movie has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Is that fair? Explain Rotten Tomatoes to me. All right. So, Rotten Tomatoes is a, um, is a website where it's, it's basically a, um, a collection of reviews, mm-hmm. right? And it's, and it's basically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, uh, a, a database, if you will. Okay. A uh, collection of reviews, and basically, and, and they'll take those reviews, good and bad, and they'll, they'll drop a score. Okay. So, basically, with the good reviews and the bad reviews, obviously, with this, is more bad reviews than anything else. Mm-hmm. They drum up to 16%. Okay. So, what's the highest? Is it 100%? 100%. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fresh. Wow. So, 16%. So, imagine you're like a 60% on your, on your test. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is that fair? Not at all. But, um, Today, man, when I watched this movie, I was thinking, like, damn, like, what really, what does the title really have to do with the movie? I, I felt like the title could have just been a little bit better because it... Well, what would you call it? I don't know. Diamonds? I don't know. <laughs> diamonds Because I feel like the diamonds only meant so much. They don't. They only meant something, like, at the end of the movie, you know? Like, the, yeah, they, yeah. They spent, the, they spent most of the movie trying to clear his name or, or hide him or whatnot, you know? So... You know, but this is back in the days when you know you get a movie and sometimes the title doesn't really match right, what the movie's right, about. Right. And it's like like Players Club meant Players Club. Yeah. That made sense. Right. Um just talk about mimic. Mm-hmm. What the what is a mimic? I know in the movies it's big alien looking shit, but right. what's a mimic? Exactly. I don't think they call him mimic the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely feel I definitely feel when you say that for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um when was the first time you seen this movie? Oh man. I had to see it the, the year it came out. So twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Yeah, I'll say nineteen to be, to be, telling the truth for sure. But at least nineteen, twenty years ago. Probably. Wow. Have you seen it like throughout life since then? Obviously. Oh to. man, I I see it at least once a year, at least twice, once or twice a year. But we're talking about the, the, the rise of Chris Tucker. Yeah. You man. know what I mean? Because I think uh, this is ninety seven. So we're talking. Um, first movie was House Party Three mm-hmm. as Johnny Booze. And then he uh, got Dead Presidents. We're talking about, uh, damn, he got uh, Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, Friday, obviously. Yeah. That's Smokey. And then and also Fifth Element. Yeah. So I think this is like the first movie he did where he, this is his movie. He mm-hmm. headlined the movie. Yeah. So, you know, this is like the supercharged right. rise of Chris Tucker. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? And so you look at Chris Tucker back then, you know, fearless, set, whatever the fuck came to his mind. Mm-hmm. And then you look at him now. I don't know if you saw the Netflix special uh, that he put out not so long ago. I did. I, well, I saw half of it. I watched some of it. Yeah, I went to it. I went to the show in Long Beach, I want to say. Mm. And, you know, Chris Tucker was on my list of comedians like I had to see before I died. Right. Like, Chris Tucker, Martin, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, Cat Williams. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those, like, these, I had to see these cats, right? Mm-hmm. So when I saw Martin. Martin, he kept me up like, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's older now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so a lot yeah, of his yeah. jokes aren't as dirty, but right. at the same time, it's like, all right, he, he, he keep me going. Right. Chris was begging for a joke to go over, bro. Yeah. I mean, begging for it, you know what I'm saying? And mm. I was just like, mm. You know what, man? But what I think it is about Chris Tucker, when I look back, I think that him having that sidekick is what compliments him. Like, right. he had Jackie Chan in Rush Hour. And then Charlie Sheen in this movie, Ice Cube, another movie. I just think like the, it's just that duo right. that he has. I think that's what makes him funny. So, but speaking of Rush Hour, and I'm not even this your show. I know you're leading, but <laughs> just going back to what you were saying about the rise of, of Chris Tucker, though, uh-huh. it's just really crazy, man. When you when you look at how much people's lives have changed, like look at Charlie Sheen, man. Like it's I was, gonna, crazy. I was, I was gonna make a joke about that, but I feel like that's not nothing to really joke about, <laughs> right? But it's, it's, but it's just mind blowing, man. And just where, see, like in twenty years, you where you what? gotten? Like we had this conversation the other day, me, me and Los, and we we're talking about damn, like you, like how how you said how, how the world is changing, mm-hmm. right? So you look at cats like I'm not gonna say Chris Tucker, but I'm gonna say Charlie Sheen for short. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, right? You know, you look at cats that you've seen throughout, you know, your right. growing years. Legends, legends, These are legends. To you, you know what I'm saying? And like, I remember seeing Charlie Sheen in, in the Chase. I'm like, this movie's dope. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Or Hot Shots, mm-hmm. or 
casualties of war. Uh, wild, uh, what was it? Wild things. What, what was the movie? The uh, baseball movie. Uh, major league. Major league. Major league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you look at those, like man, like you know, Charlie had, you know, he's had some hits. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward to present day. You know, Charlie burning. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like his career means nothing now, man. Like based off of these things that have happened, man, it's really unfortunate. It's sad. You know, we're literally watching like our legends, um, black, white, whatever. Yeah. We're watching their 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 legacy get so tainted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, with, with Bill Cosby, is like you can win every single case you're on right now, bro. But don't forget, right? We still ain't forgot what's going right, on. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So Usher need to come on, need to come on out and say yeah, something about man. this, about this thing. He, he's coming to Vegas in a few weeks and for a heartbeat weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think people gonna come see if you right. got it burning. It's just really unfortunate, man, for the older people because they don't have social media to defend themselves. You know, right. so like it's crazy how much social media rules the world and it. Whatever the social media tells you, that's what the world is going to believe, you know? So it's like, Bill Cosby's 80 years old, dude. How can he defend himself, you know? He's and, not going to jump online and tweet to y'all right, about some shit, right. you know what I so mean? So it's but, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it sucks. It's unfortunate. <laughs> so, all right. So Chris Tucker plays uh, Franklin Hatchet. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I love the way this movie opens, dog. Like, I remember, uh, okay, you saw it in theaters. The first time I seen it. Was the bootleg man in my neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> it's on tape, right? Okay, yeah. And I remember um, the uh, the New Line Cinema logo was playing the Barry White joint. And I thought it was a, it was a, a right, bad audio right, or some right, shit. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? And then you hear Chris Tucker, yeah, also singing along. That's classic. This, oh, this that's is classic. it. So he's riding down the street in L.A. Yeah. singing Barry White, and that's the first thing about this movie that always like resonates with me because the way it starts is just him just going at it. You know right. what I'm saying? So when he gets to that car wash, um. And you kind of see how the operation that he's kind of running with that car wash, mm-hmm. right? And then I never understood it until like maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago. I don't want to watch it again. Right, right. Teenager, early adult. And uh, it was like Charlie Sheen's character is there to set him up. Yeah. Right? Right. I never picked up on that until I, I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, again. Yeah. Right? And uh, before we even get to that, we, we find out that uh, he has the issue with Carmine. He owes him, what, like 10 grand? I think it was like 25. 25 grand, something yeah, like that. 20, yeah, yeah, 25 yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah, And uh, we know- Or no way. I think it was 10 grand. And then when he told his, his girlfriend told him over the phone that he said $25,000. And he was like, no, I don't owe him $25,000. So it, it's somewhere around there. But right. He owed right, him some right. money. Yeah. And then uh, I thought it was cool because um, once <laughs> we, we get done with that- uh, James Russell, Charlie Sheen's character, mm-hmm. walks up to uh, Chris Tucker and he goes, uh, Can you know, mom, we we'll talked to you a little bit, you know, a few, a few minutes on the camera. Yeah. You know, you, you're trying to get him right. to dime himself out right, basically. Right, 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 right. And so, uh, what he says, uh, uh, um, what does he have him do? Uh, no, but he asks him a question mm-hmm. and he starts cussing and all that type of shit. Right. And he goes, uh, Cut, you can't say fuck on television. Yeah. Like, fuck, fuck what? And uh, I thought that part was so funny. It to was hella do funny. Because this movie's like an hour, what, hour 37? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But it flows so goddamn fast. Yeah. So my favorite scene, my favorite scene in this, in this entire movie is, which may end up making my takeaways, but is the scene he's sitting in the jailhouse with uh with Faison. Okay. Right? Okay. And he's, of course, he's telling this long list of bullshit lies. That's yeah. a white guy that's been there. And I remember being young. Watching that scene, mm-hmm. never paying no attention to what Faison is doing in the corner. Yeah. Right? Okay. I'm, watch, I'm just watching Chris Tucker just go, right? Next thing you know, he got a shirt off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pants unbuttoned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hanging out. Talk to me now. Talk to me now. And then the camera did it perfectly, too, because when you zooms in on Franklin's face, and you kind of see out of his peripheral, Faison's face, he looks at him and he's that big ass grin. Yeah. Yes. Love that shit. Classic, classic for sure. So my favorite part um, is the auction, man. I don't know why. I just, I just like when they were going back and forth, and, and when when the dude waggled his pinky at him. So then, you know, James' father-in-law to be uh, hopped in it and hit him. You know, With the old school yeah, 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 man. I ain't shit, did that in years, bro. Man, that shit was just so funny to me. How he was just, <laughs> he was just like with whatever you know came his way. I had a question though. Uh, you ever find it weird that? Um he uh, he got arrested for uh, at the time was was basically selling uh, stolen goods right. or whatever or ticket scalping or whatever. Right. Why is he on a prisoner transfer bus? No clue. That was weird to me. I never understood that part. You they know, what I'm they, and they didn't even process him. He still had his outfit on. So yeah, like, like I, I don't know, man. the was, whole bus got their orange yeah. jumpsuits on except him. You know, what yeah, I'm he saying? went straight to prison. So I don't know that. Was weird. <laughs> 
But uh, also in that same scene, we, we meet uh, the actual the lead villain, um, Raymond Villard. Mm-hmm. I, I, to this day, I do not know that dude's real name. But uh, oh, I don't know if I got it or not. Go, should we Google that? No, I may want to Google that. Let me Google that real quick. Uh, Raymond Villard. You know what? I guess he's not important enough to Google because they can't even pull it up. You know it's bad when when Google came. Well, well, you know what, man? They really didn't use his name that much in the movie. Like they really used it like at the end. I call him Frenchy. Yeah, he he was Frenchy the whole movie to me. So I don't know. I I got his first name, but I know that they really didn't start to say his name until the end um, when the bride was brushing her teeth and it was they were saying the names on her. Oh no, you know what? That's not the part because that's when they said James' name on the news. I don't know. I just know it's towards the end when they. When they finally said his, his actual name, yeah, so. basically after the Coliseum issue, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. All right, so he's on his bus with uh, with this dude, and the dude is uh, being real, you know, slick face, Pink Panther villain, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> in classic Chris Tucker, he, he's sitting on the bus and he's just he's just going. Like I'm pretty sure, like Chris Tucker's actual uh, script was probably about four pages long. The rest is all oh, yeah. just do you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, definitely. But um. Let's talk about the uh, the actual escape, right? Okay. And it's funny how this worked itself out because the escape and the killing of the cops falls on Franklin, mm-hmm. which I never understood how. If he was, I know he wasn't part of the dead bodies that was found on the bus, right? But how was he immediately the suspect? Because he made it up. I think so. I think I think because he wasn't accounted for, or maybe because they were chained together. I don't know. That's that's how I looked at it. Like. He was the only one and the other guy that that weren't dead. Mm. So. so they break him out, and this is like one of the most high budget uh, 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 police police uh, prison bus break I've right. ever seen in my life. And right, I think they shot it somewhere downtown, actually downtown LA. Mm. But they got the, the spikes on the floor uh, on the ground, and my man had the uh, the, uh, the 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 C4 bomb strapped to the you know strapped to the bus. He just right. gonna blow that at any time. And then of course they come in with the. Uh, they come in with the with the helicopter, right? Right, and I, this part's hilarious too because he's sitting on the hel- on the helicopter with uh the, with the two dudes. They're all hugging and you know he's trying to get like, hey, we made it, baby, we made it, we made right, it, baby. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we learn and we finally learn about the uh, the fifteen million dollars in diamonds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, tell me, um, once you know he jumps out the copter, you know he lands on the river. And then um, he sees uh, James Russell's uh, picture on the back of the bus, mm-hmm. right? What would you have done in that situation? Because technically, James is the reason he's in there right now. Right. You feel what I'm saying? He's even, even in this situation. So what, right. would, what would you do in that situation? Oh, man. I probably would have called him, too. But I was just trying to figure out how the hell he got his number when he was able to get to the payphone and he called him and then he was on his way to push him in the water or whatnot. But... <laughs> I don't know, man. That would have been um, probably the same thing for me. Dude. Yeah, that would have been an immediate yeah, problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would have been an immediate problem because because of your ass. I mean, this this crazy shit. Right. Um, so James does meet up with him at the uh, at the same dock, um, pushes him in the water, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, basically uh, James we would say um, during a sweet week, right? Sweet week. Yeah. So the plan is to now keep, keep him until Monday. Keep it till Monday. Yes. You know that way shit can blow over. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yada, yada, yada. And what sounds like a pretty legit plan, but you kind of forget, like, this is Franklin Hatchet. Right. You know, dude talks to get himself out of so much shit. Right. And so, you know, I personally wouldn't have took him to my wedding rehearsal or rehearsal dinner. Right. Rather, but 
I think he played this shit so bomb because uh, things like Victor Moan. I would not know who Victor Moan was. Me neither. Unless I've seen this yeah, movie. Me neither. I had to Google that shit. Is that, a, is that a real person? Right. I had to Google that shit. And yeah. it's a real person, Victor Moan. And so he comes in with the, uh, with the, uh, the idea of Victor Moan's black son. <laughs> From Diane Carroll. <laughs> From Diane yeah, Carroll, which yeah. ma- makes sense. Why not? Yeah, why not? Let's, <laughs> it let's it makes it. sense. And so you get um, uh, Grace played by Heather Locklear in her better years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get um, Grace's Pops mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, Paul Servino. And he's into James, not really into James. Right. Of course, and her moms don't fuck with him not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So he, so here comes this black dude calling himself Victor Moan Jr. And the pops is eating it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he found a friend. Straight found a friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know... When you go back to like say like when the trailer had first dropped for this movie, one of the things that one of the lines that stood out it's probably kind of corny now when you think about it, but it was uh, he he offers Franklin um how about a nice Don Perignon eighty eighty five yeah and you want some coke hot those coke forty five yeah, yeah it's like when you see that in the trailer it's like that's classic Chris Tucker right, shit yeah, you know what I'm yeah saying? man that's dope <laughs> yeah so um so they go to the uh, the other dinner and he's he's putting on the show he gives this really cheesy toast. You know, pretty much quoting Barry White's right, lyrics right. from the toast, and then they break out. Uh, where, where, where they go after that? They go to the to the no, no. They, they drive no, over yeah, to uh, to, to the his crib, house. To yeah, Nancy. after he got out the phone with his girl, and, and they see the uh, the steak the uh, the steakout. Yeah, with there, we find out later that one of them's a dirty ass yep, cop. Yeah, mm. yeah. But um, they pull over there, and they go see his girl. Now, at least Neil plays Franklin's girl. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation earlier today with Skylar and Los. Okay. And uh, we had this thing about Lark Voorhees, right? Mm-hmm. She, you know, one of those, one of those, those uh, beautiful, stunning women back in the day mm-hmm. that looks monster-ish yeah, now. Yeah. So he was like, well, "How do you know Lisa Neal don't look like that no more?" I googled. Yeah. I googled, and we got the perfect picture of her in a bikini, mm-hmm. and she looked good. Fifty years old. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Fifty years old. I think bro. I saw that on 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 social media. Yes. A couple she, weeks ago. She looks fan. Fantastic, goddamn yeah. delicious. So, yeah, don't always think that, that the beautifuls back in the day aren't so beautiful yeah, now, man, bro. They, the fifty-year-old queens is holding it down, man. Holding the ones it that down. used to be fine. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so she plays uh, Franklin's girlfriend. She's um, a loyal girlfriend, I'd say. Right. She don't really, you know, leave them out to dry, mm-hmm. if you will. But, um, you know, uh, even she finds it weird that you know you're you're in this situation and you're relying on the uh, weatherman from Channel right, Twelve News right, to get you right, out of the right. situation, even though technically he got you in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, going past that, they they do uh, break over to the uh, to that European nightclub you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Red Camel, Red Camel. There we go. And uh, they they couldn't get in, but um, another part I just think is so fucking funny. He manages to uh, Chris Tucker goes over to the phone booth mm-hmm. and calls in a, yeah. a bomb threat for the uh, for the for the nightclub, and then the club just fucking scatters, oh, dude. And, and the like, girl, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then you see, oh yeah, damn that, damn that bitch, fuck. yeah. <laughs> and That's then you, funny. And then you see um, uh, Valar's main man coming out the club, mm-hmm. right? And you know he's walking in there, following him and shit, and they he clearly knows he's being followed, mm-hmm. right? By the time they bust that corner, they're sitting in the car, lights on, yeah. and they, it's, it's on from there. Now, I think this movie uh, almost kind of sells itself short, right? Okay. Because it's a lot of action in this movie. Right. And they do showcase action in the trailers, whatever, whatever. But like you said, the, the name Money Talks, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't quite suit the movie as far as what we're getting. Right. You know, it's, there's a lot of shit, a lot of shooting, a lot of all, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff going on. But... The trailer doesn't necessarily present right, that, which is fine. Right, right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like back in '97, th- there wasn't a real worry for like spoilers. Mm-hmm. You know right, what I'm saying? Because right. we didn't have we didn't have internet like exactly. that. You know. So nowadays, you get a trailer like that, like damn, you just kind of just show me the whole damn movie. Right. Why should I go see it now? Exactly. But I remember watching it as a kid, and I'm like, wow, this is a pretty action heavy movie. Yeah. You know, for what I thought was a straight comedy. comedy yeah, you know comedy what I'm saying? Movie. But uh, little did I know, you know, a year later we get rush hour mm. on from there. But but um, they go over to see um, another fa- another favorite part of mine. They go over to see Aaron. Okay. Uh, played by Michael Wright. Nice like this. Yeah, yeah. How wish 
Um, they play play by Michael Wright, and then um, uh, opening the door, you get the big black dude, and he goes, "I'm here to see Aaron." He, Tom Franklin here to see him. Yeah, uh, he don't know no damn yeah, Frank. Exactly. What? Tell me all day when he shot Baby Brown, I'm gonna the pop. <laughs> and so uh, they get past that, and then you get uh, Mike, you get uh, Aaron, who is extremely paranoid, no matter who walks into his outfit. Right. So he sees Franklin walking with the white boy, and obviously guns are drawn pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I've always wanted to have a friend like this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have beef like that, but right. I figure. If I were to get beef like that, yeah. I would love to have a friend like exactly. this. Exactly. He opens the door to this museum exactly. of heat. Yeah. Like if you have any kind of problem. Whatever you want. Come through this door. Yeah. Come get what you gotta, you know, come get what you gotta get. Thought that part was great. That part was dope. What do you think James' real motive was in the movie? Well, well, I think overall James was trying to be the fucking weatherman. Okay. So do you think well, see, that's what I'm saying, like how do we know that he was the weatherman at all? Because his job at first, he was talking about bringing crooks down that are getting over on people on the Well, streets. I think that was his uh, his expose tape. He was trying to go over to his boss mm. because because I think I think they, I want to say it was Elise Neal who actually mentioned that he is the weatherman. Oh, okay. Right? So I think he kept it for he kept him for Sweet Week. Cause you know he had a he had a good story on his hands. Okay, right? so that was his way of getting of over. trying to you know okay. get over you know and you know become the anchor side of things, and uh, he was doing a terrible fucking job at it. But um, uh, I know the next morning they go over to see uh, uh, Grace's family, Grace's mm-hmm. mom and dad, and uh, we learn about the uh, the auto expo. Right, right, and what she now know that that the uh, fifteen million dollars in diamonds is now hitting in the Jaguar mm-hmm. at the auto expo. He convinces Grace's dad to go down there. But before he does, another classic part, I've always wanted to try on somebody too. Um, he takes uh, Grace's dad takes Franklin to the room where he has uh, James and, and, and Grace's uh, wedding gifts to watch yeah, us. Yeah. Right? He goes, yeah, yo, that's, that's cool. That's, you know, I, think, I, I know what they want. They want, right. they want a, uh, a ride, <laughs> yeah. a dope-ass ride. <laughs> so he, he convinces him to go. But before he does, he goes, uh, I mean... Well, 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 let me keep them. I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll get back. <laughs> but the auto expo scene is, is great because going back to what you were talking about when um, they're uh, basically talking shit to each other yeah. via sign language. Yeah. And um, they were just, oh, the cars that they were throwing out. Oh, man. Oh, Crazy. my God. Oh, my God. The car that, that, that they were throwing out, but that Jaguar, that red Jag, man. was the one. It was sweet. For sure. It was sweet. But tell me about how you felt when you were uh, watching these, watching uh, Franklin and Grace's Pops sitting across from Villar and this man. They're doing sign language to fuck you to each other. Oh, man. that To me, that's the funniest part of the movie, dude. Like, like I said, just to see that her dad got pulled into... A crossfire that he knew nothing about, but he was already just with it. <laughs> He's down like for it, that shit was just so funny to me, dude. Like I was, that was classic. And I mean, and and you got you got the 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 lady on stage who's just taking all these gestures. And, you <laughs> like, know, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thirty five yeah, you over there. Yeah. Like, no, well, we, we, we ain't talking yeah, to you right exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> that shit was funny. She was like, "When one hundred and fifty thousand to the man welcoming in all competition." You know, when he was doing with the middle fingers and, like, and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny, man. That so, was really funny. Um, now earlier I, we saw uh, James watch them take off uh, Franklin and uh, and Grace's pops. Okay, and you know he meets him down there, and um, at this time now Grace pretty much knows who Franklin is, right? Because the story popped up on right. the news, right? Well, also along with uh, James' face as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they when they shot down to the uh, to the uh, auto expo, um. You know, James is down there, and then we get the little fight between Franklin and James, right. which is a funny ass fight. Yeah. They, you know, because they're kind of like tussling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But no matter, no matter how serious the situation could be, Chris Tucker's ready to throw a gem oh, at yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> that's the, it. The, the sound effects. Yes, like that is too funny. And of course, when um, uh, he has James has has uh, Franklin against the uh, staircase. Throws a right hook, misses. That shit. Yeah. Oh my god. You know what I realized today, man, while watching that scene, the punches are really loud. Like if you if you go back and watch, I guess it's, I guess it's just all the old movies, but the punches are really like, <laughs> <laughs> like shit. That's how those old '90s movies used to yeah. be. Yeah. Like the gunshots. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's and of course, true. the punch would be. Yeah, I was like, shit. <laughs> it just sounded like like a fucking like a Bruce Lee movie or something. Yeah, shit like, like you that, might as well throw was, a bam and pow. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Like the the wham. Was, the shit was funny, man. I was like, damn, <laughs> is this how it, how it really was in these movies? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you know, uh, audio wasn't the greatest, but we got some good shit out of it though, for oh, sure. Yeah. But um, but uh, so he buys the car. They buy the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franklin goes to get the car, and then as he's looking for it, um, Valar's man catches him in the garage. Right. Not a single fuck was given. He starts shooting up the whole garage. Right. Yeah. So, so then you get this this car chase between um, Franklin and um, and uh, what's what's the man's name? They never gave his name. Was it? I think like Dubray or some shit. I don't remember. Something it, like that. Somebody ain't been saying his name. Just Valar's man. Fuck okay. It. So as that's going on. Um, uh, we find out that uh, Villar kidnaps James. Right. So now we get to the that, the showdown at uh, at the Coliseum, mm-hmm. which is probably I know my favorite scene. But this showdown, like I think, it's like maybe like the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie, is so fun. Yeah. Because you're really only really rooting for Franklin. It made it all make sense. It, right. It brought everybody together in one location. Like so I you know, he, I called, he called the cops. He called uh, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Carmine and, yeah. and his folks up. Yeah. He met up with um, with Aaron. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron called yeah. yeah. I love this yeah, scene because he literally called all his issues mm-hmm. to one place exactly. unless he got to just kill each other. Exactly. And so that part was dope because um, uh, the old dude that he talked to earlier yeah. when he when he uh, gave him the tickets, he goes, "Which right. got me?" He goes, uh, "Dodger Dodger tickets, Lakers tickets, family opera yeah. tickets. It's money and culture, <laughs> right? That's how you see." Same dude looked out for him again, yeah. And he's basically helping him out throughout the uh, throughout this the scene, putting Franklin on the jumbotron so he can talk some shit, right. and all that. And I feel like though this you know this third act is probably a very strong third act, mm-hmm. it just goes by so fast because yeah. once the cops catch up with him, right. One cop shoots the other cop. Yeah. The trigger happy balls hog cop. He gets shot. We we now know that he, that cop was dirty. Right. Right. Valar shows up in the helicopter with his soldiers, a right. whole fucking army of soldiers. Right. Now, with James as a hostage, and then you get Carmine and, and the gangsters pull up. Right. It's just it's going down. It's, it's going yeah. down crazy. It's it's crazy, man. How do you like? What if what if it was really things like that happening? Like when it, when you got to do with a helicopter and you just got an army full of suburbans just and they're all after you. Yeah, and they're they just ruining ruining one 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 building. Though. Like that was the Coliseum that they were just in there just man, blowing shit just up. Just blowing shit up. That would be crazy, <laughs> man. Like in real life, you know what else was was crazy to me? Um, I guess it just kind of it just kind of made me feel a little weird about things that are happening today. Right. When the cops saw Franklin, they went right to trying to shoot him. Yeah. Like they never tried to like apprehend him or nothing. No, they, they was just they, they tried to shoot him. They yeah. were just trying to kill him like from the top. That, even that even in comedy they shoot the kill. Yeah, that was yeah. that was I don't know. That, <laughs> that made me feel some kind of way. Even man. in comedy like, they shoot the kill. That was crazy. Like, and you know, and especially when the cops when he's on the bleachers and the one cop was like, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm like, yeah. No, I called you. Why would right, you shoot me? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's just you know, it, it is crazy how even back in the day to present day, they're they're still shooting the kill. Yeah. I'm not asking you no questions. I'm shooting you. But um but uh we, we get down to the actual po- first of all, I thought it was dope because when uh Carmine tells his boy as soon as we get them, them diamonds, we're going to stick his ass, right? Yeah. They bust that corner. They meet up with Valar's army and I'll shoot out right there. Begins, right, right, right. Right? So, like, half his boys are gone now. Exactly. Right? So, he takes off. And then um, we get to... Um, when, is, when does Aaron pop in? Aaron pops in when the army... I know it's when the army's, like, running across the bleachers. And he shoots a missile. Oh, no, Wait. Or does no? Actually, he pops in when the cop is about to shoot Franklin, right? And then the the lights fall down right, on the right. cop, and then the the army soldiers start to come over, start to run across the bleachers. That's when Aaron's man starts to shoot the gun, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, big man. So the first, so the first one was the cop, right? And then so also Villar's man makes his way to the. Um, to the Jumbotron room mm-hmm. and shoots that whole thing up, trying to find who's who's helping right. uh, Franklin. Right, and then he's already shot up to be damned right. as is. So when that big ass missile's coming from across the way, oh man, f- done, right. done. So it was just crazy, man. Like I don't know. I guess that's just movies. You know how he was just 
he got shot in the midsection like three times in the stomach. Yeah, you can see that. And he managed to just get up and, and still shoot. Yeah, some start, shit, shoot yeah. start shooting yeah. down and shit. <laughs> Be destructive as possible. Right. That shit but, was funny. Uh, I know, uh, with the Aaron thing was funny because Aaron has the um, the uh, the uh, the lollipop. Yeah. And uh, the uh, the blow pop, whatever. And he gives it he gives it to his man, and his man puts the pop in his yeah. mouth, <laughs> which was like what the fuck. <laughs> and so he blows up. Uh, oh, that's when he blows up the uh, the the box office, basically. Right. So by the time we get to the point where um, these dudes are still shooting up shit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you finally get uh, uh, Franklin and James together and just like, dude, like, we're how the fuck do we get out of this? Right. You know what I'm and at this point, he he, uh, he comes up with this 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 thing. Now, before I even get to this, because this is gonna bother me, and it still actually bothers me to this day. So James finds a way to get out of his cuffs, right? Mm-hmm. But he also discovers. The um the box of bombs, okay. the box of grenades, yeah. right? He himself says that next time, ten seconds or was it fifteen or some shit like mm-hmm. that. So he lays about what all four of or five. four or five yeah, of them. Yeah. Them motherfuckers don't go off for legit ten minutes, right? Maybe five to ten he's minutes. Like up in the sky. He's up, he's up in the sky. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, is it me kind of overthinking it, or or when you put a grenade on something, if you put Something in between the actual lever and the grenade itself, it holds it before detonated. I didn't know that until I, that's what I that thought movie. It was. Yeah. So when so when the, the helicopter does go up and all the joints you know all unlatch, that's when the fifty. Well, yeah. Go I mean up. that that makes sense. I guess I seen movies where they they pop the grenade in and they hold it down with their thumb until yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, that's that what makes I'm thinking. sense. Yeah. First I was like I thought you said fifteen seconds. Yeah. Those were some old ass grenades. Bro. Right. 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 <laughs> They're not working no more. Right. But um, he he, he gets his plan. To uh to take the diamonds, this is Franklin, take the diamonds and just throw it at them. Mm-hmm. Knowing that they instead of them shooting them, they're gonna go for those diamonds, right? Yeah. And then shit just goes on, shit goes crazy, and of course Valar runs to the copter to take off. His pilot's dead, so he doesn't care. Throws him out the uh, chopper, gets in the chopper, and about five seconds in the air, shit goes haywire. Right, right. Right. Now with all the damn explosions and gunshots and off the wall shit that's going down at the Coliseum. Where are the police at this point? I think they were directly behind the helicopter. Though. Like I, I noticed that today. Like <laughs> you can see the police helicopter. I mean, excuse me, the police lights mm-hmm. behind the helicopter as he was um, leaving out. Right. I, but I did think about that prior, and then I saw it. Like, oh, okay, I mean, well, it's like explosions and gunshots and the jumbotron, which is loud as is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where, where the police at? I think, I think, I think the way they did it, man, like they made the explosion, it just depended on the camera angle. In one camera angle, they made the explosion look really big. Like it was just going to blow up right. everywhere. And then on the second one, Everything, all the debris that came down, it was just like a small section of the field where it came down. So they figured we didn't, we didn't care anymore. Right, he, he's dead. Or who's gonna catch that? Yeah, like, know, let's so. let's just move on. It's right, fine. He's right. dead. Let's move on. So, <laughs> so um, the movie is is, is uh, beginning to wrap up. We get uh, James pretty much banged up, bruised up, mm-hmm. doing his report from the Coliseum, basically getting the report for Sweet Week that right, he's been trying right, to get. Right, and um, uh, Franklin clears his name, and then we get to the uh, to the wedding. In which case, uh, which is funny because, of course, Franklin becomes his best man. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Right. And um, uh, at the same time, um, uh, when he goes, uh, no, no, he gives he gives James the ring. Mm-hmm. And the ring, it's not the original ring. Right. A big fat ass Hell rocks yeah. on that joint now. Yeah. And he goes, you know, he goes, how many did you keep? He goes, enough. Right. You know, get married, man. Exactly. And when you turn to the right, you that big ass joint. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's a Chris Tucker shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, man, what, what it did it for me? Because uh, like we said, how the movie... The movie really wasn't that long when when you look back. I think if it would have just been one or two things, I think it should have been a little bit longer, and we could have saw like the afterlife of of things. Like we don't know what happened with Aaron. You know, like right. we didn't see Aaron leave. Aaron was a did cool guy. Leave? Yeah, like, did, like, he well, did he make it out? <laughs> I think that would have been cool. Or I think. It would have been cool to have like Aaron at the wedding. I think that would have been pretty dope. That would be cool. So, Him and Big Man would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, Happy I think it would have been funny. Like, oh shit, they had it's the a wedding. pun. Yeah, it's a cool little pun. So. Well, that's the movie though. I mean, the movie does go by relatively fast. Yeah. Um, but sixteen percent, I I feel like. What would you give it? Right now, oh damn. Uh, right now, I'd say a legit sixty. A sixty. Only because you know it's really Chris Tucker's movie. Mm-hmm. You depend on him for the laughs. And a good story to go around him, mm-hmm. and I feel like with this we we kind of got that, right? Um, with this being his first lead role, I think we got that. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Because after this, we got Rush Hour 1 through 20. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. All right. So let's get into takeaways, man. All right. So, um, Omizi. Okay. Who's getting your That Guy Award? That's the one that I like. Favorite character? Uh, it's her pops, hands down, man. Her pops? Yeah, he's funny as Grace's shit. Grace's pops? Yeah, I rock with him. He's funny <laughs> as shit. I just like how he's just like so nonchalant about shit, and he's just so rich. Like, right. Fuck it. Like, let's go get a car. You want to go get a car? Like, get like, like, even the part when, like, it's a small shit, like, when, when, when the maid walks up, and he goes, make him a nice yeah, yeah. Thanks, ma. Yeah. Like, like, that's just like, like rich shit. That's how rich stay rich. Keep it yeah, in the family. exactly. <laughs> that, that was dope. Um, Who's getting your uh, That Chick Award? Oh, this favorite is female this favorite female. It's not many females, so I'm going to have to go with Franklin's wife or Franklin's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to go with her because Grace was in and then her mom was uh, not feeling definitely it. no. So nah. I saw the them too. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give it to the, the lady at the auction. The, that was calling the money. She, yeah, she was there for one thing, one thing. <laughs> She's going for the money, so bro. I'm going with her. I'm going to go with her. Um, your uh, this fool award. That's your least favorite character. It's it's Grace's mom. The moms. Yeah, she was just she was a hater. she was just a bitch for no reason, man. And like they never even like told you why she was. It's like that was just her. Like, right. She was just really bitter and unhappy in every <laughs> scene. Though, like she wasn't happy at all. Like, like aren't you rich? Right. Like, what be is happy. There? You're rich. I didn't get that. But and you're white, so just be rich. Exactly. Yeah, Have fun. Be, be happy. Um, uh, cut that out. Your least favorite scene. Um, mm. man, that's a tough one, dude. Because I think I like all of the scenes, honestly. Yeah, I think I think you know what? Maybe the um, maybe the maybe the chase between the um, Franklin and and his boy and and. I think I think the chase was kind of long. I don't, it, it's either it was long or it was just really overwhelming. Like right, it was right. a lot of was crazy lot shit happening in, right, that, right. in that chase. <laughs> but I mean, if I had to say, I would say that. And what about your uh, iconic scene? All right, so I'm gonna go away from the auction, <laughs> but I would say when they went into that gun laboratory, man, and, and that was that was just like some real boss shit to me. Like, yeah, whatever you need. Am I answering that right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I think that that shit was dope. Just say, and I think it's it's maybe it was because it was the role was played by who it was played by. I think that might have been nice. To do with, like yeah, this. like I don't know. Just he just got that raspy voice, man. Like so, that shit was just like and everything he does. Fitting. He went from the five heartbeats to Aaron the gun yeah, runner. You know, it was just, what I'm just fitting. <laughs> it's like his voice is just fitting for for shit like that. So, I'm gonna go with that role. For me, I'm going to say uh, my That Guy Award is going to go to Franklin. And Franklin, simply because when the shit's hitting the fan, he had to get himself out of the situation, mm-hmm. and he, he managed to do so right. while making me making me laugh. Mm-hmm. So for that, got to go to uh, Franklin. Okay. Uh, that Chick Award, I'm going to split it. It'll be between um, Franklin's girl okay. and the Chick of the Auction, only okay. because the chick, of, uh, the chick of the Auction was all about the money. Yeah. She don't give a fuck about none of the other <laughs> right. shit. If you do something weird except saying this, that's your right, bit right, right there. Right, cool. Right. Let's keep on going. Um, this full award, I was going to give it to James. Okay. But I'm going to give it to... Fuck, I'm going to give it to James. Yeah. I'm going to give it to James because I feel as if all to uh, boost your your employment, right? You know, from being the uh, the weatherman to uh, to to the news anchor, you're gonna get yourself into some shit. And people die, over and that people shit. died people over that shit. So. You know what I'm saying? And so it was just you know whether you lucked up or not. I'm sure and I'm sure you got the job, right? But, you know whether you lucked up or not, like your pettiness, you know, right, your right. selfishness, so to speak. Made the situation happen. James really didn't do anything good in the movie. No, nah. like, like he was just an asshole. Yeah, the whole yeah, movie. just being so. mad and you know what I'm saying, yeah. cussing him out and all that shit. So. Um, I'm gonna say uh, my cut that out. I'll agree with you. I think if anything, I wouldn't cut it out, but I think the the chase between Franklin and Villard's man's should be at least cut short mm-hmm. because that's a long chase. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a um, whole bunch. And uh, my iconic scene. I don't want to take yours. 
I, I want to take yours, but I don't want to take yours. But it's worth it, man. But it's, it's worth it, man. Bullshit, yeah. So I'm 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 gonna relate to it. I'm gonna say that my iconic scene is when Aaron and um Big Man are showing up to help okay. out Franklin because okay. at the last minute they showed up and they came through. I, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think Aaron would get that message because you yeah. see when he calls Aaron. All the big booty bras is around there. They, right, they smoking, right, right. they chilling. Like I don't think he's coming anytime right. soon. But he come through last minute. It's all good. So, uh, so that's that. Let's get into quick hits. We can wrap this thing up. Okay. All right. So quick hits. Now, this is funny. I, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I don't really believe it, but okay. quick hits. Chris Tucker wears a styrofoam hairpiece for the entirety of the movie. These are facts. These are facts. Oh shit. Okay, that's crazy. It looked like his hair. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that real. Why see, would he have to wear that though? Like that Because if you sense. think about it, what, what movie does he do before this? He does. This is August at this time, so he did Fifth Element. He didn't need it for Fifth Element, obviously. Um, where, where does Dead Presidents fall at? Like ninety six. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. It makes you think though, because like if, if that's the case. Then Steve Harvey's whole little run, yes, that's for sure a yeah, star from yeah. whatever that is. For Damn, sure. that's crazy. Uh, Antoine Fisher, the uh, the subject of the movie by Denzel Washington, okay. did a script doctoring work for this film. Mm. That's interesting. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, the film opens with Barry White's 1974 hit single, You're the First, the Last, My Everything. Throughout the film, Chris Tucker's character makes references to the song, including the scene where he proposes a toast and recites the lyrics. Yeah. You think he got paid? Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I was wondering. I, I was gonna ask you that. Barry for sure got yeah, paid, okay. bro. Every time they throughout the movie, he got yeah. paid. Believe that. <laughs> uh, when Franklin is in the jail cell, he shows his cellmate, played by Faison Love, how the cops grabbed him in the same way as in Friday, also starring Chris Tucker and Faison Love. Hmm. Hmm. What scene was this? I don't know. I'm trying to think of face on love. Oh, big worm. Big worm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I never put those put that together though. Crazy. Uh, the role of Aaron was originally meant for Clifton Powell. I'm glad he didn't get it right, because Clifton right. Powell, as, as a strong black actor, he is. Mm-hmm. You do like 50 movies a year, right, bro. I don't, right. We don't need you in this, right, one, bro. Right. When I saw him in All Eyes on Me earlier this year, I'm like, you still working? Right. I mean, it's, it's good that you are. Get right, your check. Right, right, But, uh, nah. Yeah, I think they picked the right person. How'd you feel about All Eyes on Me? I haven't even seen it yet, man. Good honestly. job, bro. You know what? Um, I'm one of those type of people, man. I don't really watch anything until the hype dies. Right. Because I'm on social media a lot, so I'm seeing everybody's opinions on it. That's why I don't watch Power. I don't watch any. I, I wait until it's... To go off yeah. to watch it, you know. So, right, right. Well, um, well, well, I can tell you, uh, there's no hype with All Eyes on Me. It's trash. Well, well, from what from what I got from somebody that I feel like they kind of think like me, I I think what he was saying was, um, it's only so much that you can put in a movie, and you still got to make it a movie, right? You know, at the end of the day. So, um, but he under, he also understood why people wouldn't like the movie. So. I would classify it as a lifetime movie with a bigger budget. Right. Yeah. Did you watch the the, the Dr. Dre movie on Lifetime? Oh, the, the Michelin one? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Because that's Actually, what it sounds uh, like to me. When it comes to Lifetime nowadays, I don't really even go down that route. Because, yeah. you know, they did the Michael Jackson movie and I was like, nah. A late movie, I was like, nah. Right. <laughs> I was like, mm, nah. Right. Not for me. But... Uh, the issue with All Eyes on Me, and I'm totally getting off subject now, but the issue with All Eyes on Me is the way that the movie is paced. Mm-hmm. It fades out and fades in a lot as if like once it fades out, there should be a commercial here. Oh, like, shit. That's how it kind of plays out. Mm. So you can just tell like this is like a lifetime movie with a bigger budget. They got a theatrical release. Mm. So yeah, no. I'm, I'm just not saying. They, anyway. did a, they did a good job on the characters. Oh yeah, the dude that plays part is dope. I think, yeah. I think. I mean, I just think the resemblance. I think that... That's like as good as it's gonna get. Like you know, a lot of I people thought, try to. I, a I lot of people, Pac's son. right? A lot of people try to put Tupac in movies, and it's and it's they always get criticized for it. But Anthony I think Mackie. Like, this was like, like this was the one. He I was mean, the one. Was I, I feel like he was a great Pac in a wrong movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll say that. Well, anyway. Yeah. DJ Omizi, it has been an absolute pleasure, bro. Sir. Man, I'm so glad we can do this today, and we kept it. On time. This was fun. Hell yeah. So hell go fun. ahead and plug your joint one more time and let them know what when it, when when you come to Las Vegas, there's only one DJ you're looking for. Yeah. All right. 
And he's not just in one place. He's all over the place. Yeah, I might be in your city. He might be in your city. When you just in Texas like a couple weeks back? Or Houston? Well, I went, I went to San Antonio like a month ago, and then I had a foundation room in LA last Friday. See? Yeah, so. See? Boise, Idaho, stand up. <laughs> Omizi's coming. <laughs> Go ahead and plug you one more time, man. Man, the Instagram at DJOMEEZY. Twitter at DJ underscore OMEEZY. Facebook backslash DJOMEEZY. The website is www.djomeezy.com. Word, word, word. Check that out one time. He's coming to your city, people. Or you come to this city. Make sure you get them tickets early. Yeah. Because he's rocking the shit. Yes, sir. Stand up. I'm yes. telling you, yes, Boise. I'm just joking when I say Boise, <laughs> Idaho, but you never know. I'll come to Boise. Hey, he'll come to Boise. You know what I'm saying? Quahog. That's the time in the real place. Yeah. But wherever, fuck it. Rhode Island. Let's do it. Wherever it's at, I'm on my way. <laughs> you can find me on all the social media simply at IMJAlonzo. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. You talk to me and not talk back. The uh, Back to the Classic Movie Talk group on Facebook is up and popping. Uh, we just put up another post today for the uh, the best Wayans Brothers movie. That's going to be the subject of our upcoming uh, Listener's Choice episode. And, of course, the guys who voted for our best Wesley Snipes movie for our next Listener's Choice episode, you guys have now voted for New Jack City. City. So what's going down? Listener choice in about two weeks. Uh, we're we're going to cover that. Uh, besides that, man, it's been fun. Definitely. Got to have this, my man come back again. This was a, whenever, man. I like talking about movies, man. Oh, bro. Whenever. Oh, bro. We, we, we got to do some, like, something like, like left field, like Titanic. So, <laughs> something yeah. really just different. You know what, man? It's, it's crazy. I don't know if you ever heard of this, this movie. It's a chick flick. It's called P.S. I Love You. Yes. Uh, that movie is fucking dope. <laughs> that movie is- <laughs> That movie is fucking. I, whenever it's on TV, man, I watch it. I just, I just love the storyline and how it wraps around, man. Like this dude knew he was gonna die and just had all these different clues. You know, I thought that shit was really dope. But that sounds better than uh, my man was like, "Hey, when are you gonna do Spice World?" I'm like, "You, you want to do Spice World?" Yeah, bro? I, I, I don't even know what Spice World is about. Honestly, it, I don't can't remember it. I, I remember it. I just, mm, I don't think I want to go down that route. Spice Girls had a big ass run though. So. Yeah, Spice World. Yeah, shit. So. <laughs> Omizi's oh, been real, my man. Yes, sir. This is back to the classic. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.